Hello everyone, it is me, Tessa, your RPG mom, also at Selky Dreams and player in In Vain Valpurgis Noct. I am not in this episode, uh, this is Elsa's preview, which we are very excited to debut. But before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to talk to you all about the Trevor Project. Nerdsmith.org, the network that we are a part of, is in the middle of its Nerds Giving event, where teams of podcasters, creators, and gamers all across the internet are banding together to raise money to help LGBTQ plus teens in crisis and need. More LGBT youth have been calling and texting and reaching out to the Trevor Project for support than in any other time in the Trevor Project's history. Each dollar that we receive in donations will add one more minute to the crisis chat and phone and text lines that the Trevor Project runs. Trevor Project also runs Trevor Space, a LGBT and ally social media for people who needed a safe space to explore who they are, talk with like-minded individuals, and just get support for everyday life. Please visit nerdsmith.org Trevor for more information on how you can help make a difference. In addition, please note that this episode of In Vain Valpurgisnacht does come with a trigger warning. The life of vampires are not glamorous, they are monsters, and sometimes monstrous things happen. If this is not something you think you can handle, please feel free to visit nerdsmith.org and check out any other of our shows. Thank you. Our tale begins on April 28th, 1989 in Heidelberg, Germany. It's been 44 years since Hitler and the Axis powers were defeated and the country had been divided into four zones under Allied control. It's been 28 years since a wall was erected in the capital city of Berlin to stem the tide of refugees leaving Soviet-controlled East Berlin to find a better life in West Germany. The city of Heidelberg sits in West Germany, the home of several American barracks and military compounds. The overt foreign military presence seems at odds with the city seemingly untouched by the Second World War. The city is home to Europe's oldest university and Germany's oldest library. Heidelberg has seen centuries of kings, philosophers, and alchemists seeking knowledge. Surrounding the city like a wild, primal darkness is the Odenwald, Odin's forest to the east, and the Schwarzwald, the black forest to the west. It is springtime. Today is Friday, two days before the feast of St. Valpurgia, who is said to have driven the witches off a holy mountain with the power of faith and flame in the 8th century. Today, it is an excuse for students of the university to celebrate under the night sky with flame and drums. Join us for a celebration of fire and death. Join us for Valpurgisnacht. Welcome to another episode of In Vain. Uh, this is Chad. I am your storyteller, and you can catch me on Twitter at Chadlicious. Hi, everyone. <laughs> My name is V, but you can call me Shiny Kiwi on all so social medias. I'm an artist for Nerdsmith, and I'm 
going to be role playing vampire. I'll I'll get that intro one day. I swear. Yeah. Well, we we get we can do lots of practice. Okay, so Shiny, why don't you tell us a little bit about the character that you're playing? What is your character's name and what does she do? Elsa Kruger is a West German girl who works in the oldest library in Germany because her guardian caretaker controls or is in charge of part of the library. So she's been hired on as uh, a front desk girl and she she loves her job a lot she she doesn't want to be anywhere else all right and so we're going to be starting off on a friday morning tell us a, let's do a rundown tell us a little bit about what a normal day for elsa would be how does she start her day Elsa gets up and she yawns and stretches and she goes to the bathroom. She brushes her teeth. She picks out her favorite outfit because she likes to buy expensive clothes whenever she can. And then where where does Elsa live? She lives in the suburbs of Heidelberg, West Germany. And she takes a wonder, did they have trains in Heidelberg? Yes. I think she takes a, she would take a train every morning to Heidelberg. Okay. So you live out in one of the outlying smaller towns in an apartment and you commute to the university library every day. Yeah. It takes about 45 minutes every, every morning for her to get there and. If she has a long day at work, uh, she'll usually sleep in the library because Gregory lets her. So you wake up, you stretch, you get dressed, you leave your apartment, get on the train to Heidelberg. It's about a 45-minute commute. What is something that Elsa does to pass the time during long commutes? She would be reading a book on the occult. Interesting. And it's not something that she's interested in doing, per se. It's just something that she thinks is interesting and she wants to know more. Okay, so more interested in like a, like a, a, a critical study of occultism, but not necessarily something she would want to practice. Yeah, studying. It's not a practice. Uh, she doesn't want to practice the occult. She wants to study it. She wants to learn or not learn it but she wants to learn about it so okay great so you uh commute into heidelberg the train gets off at the station luckily there's a you know a train station pretty close to the university library seeing as how it's a vitally important building in heidelberg mm-hmm. and she's um making her way through the crowd She's um, about 4'11 or 5 feet tall, so she's very short during those crowds. But she's been, li- she's been commuting through the city all her life, or ever since she moved into the city, or in the suburbs. So she knows how to get her way around, and she doesn't let, you know, the, the horde throw or run her over. 
And I think I'll describe what she's looking like today. Please do. Yeah. So Elsa, she has a bit of makeup going on because she likes to look at all the, even though she might be a bit of a bookworm, she also likes to look at all the fashionable, you know, makeups and magazines that are out there. So she's got a bit of eyeliner and, you know, some, some mascara going on and, uh, she's got, you know, some brown lipstick and then her hair is relatively short and, um, she's dyed it blonde all the way and it's kind of, uh, short past her ears. And today she just put a, put a, put a pin in it and or a clip and made it look pretty. So, and then she's just wearing one of her usual casual library outfits, which is just a, a dark blue dress to make her look uh, professional in, in Heidelberg or at the university. All right. And so you make your way to the university, kind of navigating the crowds. I mean, this is something that you've done for a number of years, you're pretty much used to just walking there in the commute. It's probably muscle memory at this point. Yeah, that's um, it's a basic routine for for me. All right. And so you get to the university library and you walk in. You you clock in for your shift. And what you mentioned that she works the the front desk the reception, I guess, checkout area, like what, like, what is an, what does a regular day there look like? What do you do? What are some things that you like about the job? What are some things that you hate about the job? Elsa loves the, just the array of people who come in and want to learn more about the books they're checking out. And she's only good with one-on-one conversations. So if one person checks out a book, then she can, can pick up on that conversation. And her least favorite part is when she's cleaning after work and people like to leave their gum lying around and that pisses her off to no end. I imagine so. So Around this time of year, this is you're getting into the swing of the spring semester. There's a huge amount of university students in here, you know, studying everything. It's about a Friday morning, so you know, they come in before their classes, check out some books, you know, the usual stuff. And you stop and you have a few conversations with some students there mm-hmm. uh, checking out their books, which you're you're helping, you're doing the stamping and all that great stuff. Uh, one, there's one interesting student that is, that you're helping check out a book. What is so interesting about this person and describe them a little bit? The student, she had a lot of different books, not just one specific subject. It was just all kinds of books from, from the Western states to biology, to psychology, to the paranormal, to anything. And All right. So it was a very eclectic uh, collection of books. Yeah. And I could 
barely see her head from the tower of books that were sitting in front of her. Well, that's just a crazy gigantic collection of books right before a weekend, especially right before a, a long weekend with uh, a holiday coming up on Monday. It's going to be Labor Day, actually, and school will be closed. I, I asked her why she had so many books and if she wanted to check them all out or if she didn't want to check any out. And she told me that she would at least check out five. So, all right. And so while you're, you're going throughout your, your duties and everything, you, uh, it's getting close to lunchtime and Gregory, you know, Gregory, he comes up to you. Gregory. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Gregory, describe what he looks like and tell us what his connection to Elsa is. Gregory's connection to Elsa uh, is a very emotional one and a very uh, deep relationship uh, that she has with Gregory. Uh, Gregory adopted her as a child after learning that Elsa survived a fire and her parents were nowhere to be seen. Um, How old was Elsa when she was adopted? I would say 10. Okay, so you you remember this. Elsa, Elsa remembers a little bit about that childhood and but I don't think she would forget a good day like being adopted by Gregory. Right. And how old is Elsa now? She is 24, actually. Okay. So she was adopted 14 years ago by Gregory. And who, who is Gregory? You mentioned that he, he works here at the, at the university. He's probably in charge of a bunch of stuff here. But he, who is he? Gregory is a older gentleman, and he has told Elsa many times that he has been in a war, and Elsa is thinking that it was maybe World War II. So he's a bit old. Okay. And okay. Um, he has a few scars on the back of his head. And that could be seen through his graying hair. And his hair is a bit light, so it's light gray hair. But it's his scars are where hair won't grow. Okay. And if he fought in World War II, did he fight on the side of the Axis or the Allies? Or does Elsa know? Well, Gregory is American, Elsa doesn't know Gregory's entire backstory, but to know that Gregory wasn't part of the Axis powers uh, is a good sign for Elsa. Okay. And you meant, so once again, so he was uh, an American fighting for the Allied powers. What was his role uh, in the war? He was a chaplain. He was a chaplain for military camps i i think yeah so he was a army chaplain army chaplain yeah that was it and he it's it was interesting to also because he wasn't a christian chaplain 
he was, he was a pagan chaplain, which, which was frowned upon back then, but somehow he was always able to travel with his companions, with his comrades. Um, he managed to survive the war and still make friends out of it. So, and he decided to settle in Germany and adopt a child. <laughs> Elsa doesn't know why he decided to stay in Germany because it is the place of, it was the place of war and death and disease. And she doesn't, she wonders if Gregory has family back in America where he's from. But he probably doesn't talk a whole lot about his own personal stuff. He doesn't. Elsa's never, Elsa's always asked because Gregory expects her to. And when Elsa asks, he kind of implies something or he, he vaguely says something about his past, but he never gives her a full answer. All right. But it, it, Elsa usually lets it go because she notices it makes him uncomfortable. All right. And so as you're working and it's getting close to lunchtime, Gregory approaches your workstation. And you mentioned that you have like a deep emotional relationship. Like, is it one that you greet each other with a hug, a kiss on the cheek, or is it more uh, kind of proper standoffish? Why don't you describe it? So uh, when Elsa sees Gregory, like she always does every day, um, she gets excited and she waves at Gregory and, uh, gives him a hug, like a daughter would hug her father. And, um, she asks how he's doing and if he's getting enough sleep or if he's walking enough because over the years he's been limping and she doesn't know why, but she wants to make sure that his health is proper and perfect and wants to keep him alive as much as possible. Okay. So he, he kind of, you know, he gives you basic answers like, yes, yes, I'm fine. Yes. I'm, I'm eating enough. (laughs) And he's just kind of, I guess a little bit amused that you're, you know, doting over him like this. And yes, but I also made him an, uh, a few apple slices yesterday, and when I looked in the fridge, they were still there two days later. So he is lying to me. <laughs> you are lying to me. <laughs> I tell you what. How about it's uh, the Friday before a long weekend? Let's let's uh, let's go to lunch. What do you feel like? I feel that would be a perfect idea, um, and you can only eat salad. I will only order you an apple salad. How about that? Well, if I must, then I must, I guess. <laughs> and she pokes him in the ribs. But if <laughs> if you are buying, you can order whatever you wish. Let's go. Oh, nice. And then she does. And then she's like, I will buy whatever I want because you pay me. <laughs> All right. So you two, you go, you have a nice lunch converse and during the lunch uh gregory is just he's talking to you a little bit about you know some things going on at the library you're kind of talking about work 
mostly. And he does mention that on Sunday, Sunday being uh, Valpurgisnacht, the feast day of St. Valpurgia, that he's going to just do like a little something at the library. I mean, it's mostly for kids, you know, books, maybe some, you know, there's like little little folklore stories about Valpurgisnacht, uh, monsters, witches, things like that. Just kind of like a little get together and said, if you would be interested in just coming around, like helping out, maybe, you know, doing a little bit of the story time for like an hour or so, he'd appreciate it. I know, I know that he always likes to read scary, scary children's stories, um, especially at nighttime. And he also loves to talk to the women around town. And that makes Elsa roll her eyes every time. But she'll happily agree to help out with her community and make sure everyone's having a good night and make sure all those children are safe. Because Gregory taught her that children are important. Okay. And so you... So he he thanks you for you know being willing to help out at least just not very long just a little bit of time, and so he starts walking you back to the university like you leave the cafeteria in the university, and yeah as you're walking back he says so uh, you have any plans uh, this weekend and you do know that tomorrow night you are actually going to be meeting up with a good old friend of yours. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Christina? Christina was actually a orphan friend of Elsa's and she's known Christina for 14 years. Christina was always known to be a little bit more shy than Elsa, but she had a temper when sometimes when she didn't get her way as a child. Christina usually wears brighter clothing than Elsa does and loves floral, loves everything about floral. And Christine, Christina dreams of owning a floral shop right there in Heidenberg. Once in a while, Christina and Elsa will meet up and talk about whatever Christina and Elsa feel like. And they can talk about boys, or they can talk about mostly flowers, or books that Elsa has read over the past few months. So, and it's like having a best friend slash sister. Okay. And you two are getting together tomorrow night. What kind of place would they usually meet at? I I would say Christina usually likes to go and sit outside in cafes and never inside. And that's something that Elsa notices every time they go out is that Christina will always sit outside of somewhere and never in. Well, Heidelberg does have some very nice outdoor beer gardens. Yes, Christina loves going to beer gardens. And so does Elsa. Oh, yeah. So I tell Gregory that I'm going to meet with Christina. And we're going to go out, sit outside and go to a beer garden and drink. So he, you know, says he hopes that you have a good time and... 
uh, he says that he's going to be busy with you know some of the uh, you know basic all the the real pain in the butt stuff that comes with running a university library. So he's probably not going to see you for the rest of the the day. So he says he's just looking forward to seeing you again on Sunday morning. I would like to tell him, do you need me to cancel with Christina? Because I am more than willing to help for this Walpurgis Noct. No, no, it's fine. That's the the library stuff is Sunday, and your tomorrow is Saturday, and that's when you're going to be going out with Christina. So you can do both. Okay. All right, and so you finish up your day. And is there anything special that Elsa does, like after work, or does she usually go straight home? Is is there something else that she likes to do uh, as a celebration of the beginning of the weekend? What's going on? Elsa likes to actually go up to a secret part of the library. And this is her own collection of books that don't belong to the library. Uh, They are hers and hers alone. She reads them. She likes to read her books repeatedly. And sometimes when she can get away with it, she will take at least one book out of the entire library and keep it in her collection. So slowly over time, it has grown from three books to six books to 14 books to yeah, 20 books. And today she has 21. So, so you wait until a lot of like, you know, most of the people working there leave the library and then you smuggle a book out. I, yeah. I smuggle the book out and then I go to a secret part of the library and I read it. Do you stay there the whole time, like read the whole book and stay in the library the whole time? Do you read a little bit? What do you do? This is why Elsa sleeps at the library sometimes because she will fall asleep reading and then it she'll pass out and then it'll be 1 a.m. And then she decides, well, I might as well just stay here. So she she's not sure if she's ready to go home or not, but she'll... She'll keep reading. Okay. So you read and read and read into the night and you probably do pass out and wake up on Saturday morning when the, you know, the weekend shift is starting and there's, you know, so it's a Saturday. So the library opens up a little later in the morning, but it's still open to students and you're not typically working on a Saturday anyway. Yeah. Elsa. Elsa wakes up and there is makeup smudged all over her temples and there's makeup on her hands where she like slumped over and her head connected with her hands and so she looks like a total mess right now so she's very bothered that her whole face looks like she's been through dirt and she'll have to wipe it off and go naked, as she likes to put it, with her face. And have no makeup on whatsoever. So you clean yourself up, and what do you do? Would you go home? Would you stay here? She, she doesn't feel like going home, so she would stay at the library. 
Okay. So you stay at the library in the, the same clothes you were in yesterday. Yes. And then if anyone asks, she just says, well, I felt like wearing it twice. Well, German people tend to, everyone's business is their own. So it's not like you're pinging anybody's radar, so to speak. Okay. So it's not like America where people are always wondering what your shit is about. Okay. <laughs> no, as long as you're following the rules, Germans typically don't tend to bother you. Great. But if they did have a problem, she would tell them to basically fuck off. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so if you're going to be staying around the, the university for a good long time, are you going to stay here until it's time for your, your uh, get-together with Christina? Or what would you do? Um, I'm going to look for that eclectic person I saw with those towering amount of books and see if I could talk to them again. Okay. Well, you're you look around the library and sure, you know, she's there. She's, you know, reading she's got like the uh some of the books and everything that she checked out in her book bag and she's reading one of them. She's reading the one on communist history. Oh. Elsa I don't think that I've ever read much about communist history, but I'm going to approach her and ask her what her favorite part is about that book. If she's been reading it for a while, you're like, okay. excuse me. All right. So you, I mean, I'm assuming you're just engaging her in conversation. You're just being social, right? Yes. Because I, there's nothing else for much to do except for to wait for Christina. So as a front receptionist, I feel obligated to talk to the people inside the library. Okay, so you're just doing this to pass the time and maybe learn some interesting things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you pass the time. You do learn some interesting things about the history of communism and, and communist thought because, you know, the father of communism being Karl Marx, who was a very famous German. Mm-hmm. And as time passes, eventually Christina, uh, she comes into the library, and I'm assuming you guys agreed to meet here. Yes, because I always tell her to meet me at the library because I get out later than she does. Okay, so you're meeting at the library, and uh, you already described what she looks like. So you, you see each other, and how do you all greet each other? With a hug. Okay, so they're, you're very warm to each other. Christina, Christina's more warm than Elsa is. Uh, she likes hugs, and Christina will only hug Christina, Gregory, and maybe another best friend if she ever made one. But Christina... You mean Christina will hug uh, Elsa and Gregory, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you, you hug, and she asks you if you are ready to go. Oh, yeah. I'm all ready. Let's go. I'm ready to drink some beer. Like, why aren't you wearing any makeup? Don't ask these questions, please. Did you fall asleep in the stacks again? N nine. Lies. Would you like to borrow some of my makeup before we go out? Yes. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so you, you know, go to the ladies and you put, you put your face back on and then you guys go out to a beer garden in uh, the old, old town, the old part of Heidelberg. 
I, Elsa feels 1000% confident again in her face and, uh, loves this when a few people kind of reach over their shoulder and look at, or look over their shoulder to look at her. So she's, she's taking it all in. And I know Christina would roll her eyes. Yeah, she does make a comment about you preening like a peacock every time you guys go out. I can't help it. People just stare at me, and it's, it's, I'm not asking for it. They just look my way all the time. <laughs> Elsa, you're already stunning. You don't need to wear makeup to look good. I'm jealous. Oh, thank you. I know. <laughs> this is because you took the merit stunning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so you may be short but you're extraordinarily beautiful <laughs> wait i don't have stunning yet i'm not that that, that night hasn't oh, happened no you're born with it oh my god you look good lean into it Okay, well. All right, so you guys go to the beer garden and, you know, do you, you drink uh, beer or wine? Elsa will drink anything that Christina puts in her way. And she will eat some of uh, the beer gardens, like give appetizers or whatever. Yeah, you can get, you can usually get food at a beer garden usually like a like a pork knuckle half a chicken some sausage uh or if you're looking for just small things to eat like pretzels uh large baked pretzels and things of that nature elsa will order a baked pretzel and a a part of a chicken okay yeah it's like one of those half of uh, roaster chickens okay yeah so she'll order those and this woman loves to eat <laughs> so she'll or right. she'll drink and eat anything that's put in her way but and she doesn't care who 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 says what <laughs> all right so you guys uh, you drink you eat you converse uh you i mean she's asking you how you doing she gives you an update on what's going on with her and she recently had Let's see. Christina recently had a bit of bad news. What happened? I recently learned that from Christina that her boyfriend, her annoying boyfriend of two years, broke up with her, even though I saw it coming. And Christina just told me blatantly that it wasn't going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And... um. But even though Christina was heartbroken by it, I've never seen her cry. <laughs> um, except as a child when she tripped. But um, she, her boyfriend broke up with her. And um, I am very mad at that. And I want to have a very strong conversation with this man. And uh, tell him my own words that he should fuck right off. All right. And so I'm sure you expressed that to her. You both kind of have a laugh about it because, you know, in retrospect, maybe he was kind of a jerk. He was a jerk. And I've always known he was a jerk, but she just never listened. So um, I tell her that, that I was like, well, if you just listened to me two months ago, this wouldn't have happened. And she rolls her eyes. And then I just, I 
I tell her to drink more wine or beer, whatever she's drinking. All right. And so you guys, you know, pass the night like that. Uh, don't think, you know, too much other stuff happens, but you, know, you have a nice time with a very, very best friend of yours. I love my best friend. <laughs> and you, I guess that night you go home. Do you go home at a reasonable hour or do you just stay up and continue drinking? And I crawl home. <laughs> uh, Christina eventually takes away her beer and wine and tells her that she needs to go home. And I ask her, well, what about you? And she's like, I'll be fine. And I also notice that Christina is not as tipsy as I am. So I guess she's okay. <laughs> I guess she'll be fine. Because you're an excellent judge of somebody's sobriety right now. Uh, in real life or in the game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> um... So I rolled my eyes and I'm saying, well, it's only, I don't know how, how long the train would, I mean, go throughout a day, but I just kind of shrug and I'd be like, well, I don't have any money. And Christina hands me how much it I need for a ticket. I'd be like, fine, I'll go home. And I Elsa kind of agrees too, because she feels icky. And she wants to shower and get excess makeup off her face because she hasn't washed her face. So she wants to go home and do that. So she gives Christina a hug like she always does. And Christina hugs her for like a minute straight. And then they part ways. Okay. And before you part, Christina does say that she's she will drop in on you at the library tomorrow because she heard that you were going to be helping out with some of the children's stories. Yes. And I want her to be there and to help me to help either Gregory or me with uh, the event. Um, she's always Christina is welcomed by Gregory and um, thinks of her as his own daughter. Um, so she's always welcomed at the library and can stay there if she's feeling, you know, concerned or for her safety or if she just wants a nice place to come to. So, all right, excellent. So you make your way home, you wash up, feels really nice to, you know, clean your face up and everything. You go to sleep. Do you have any, any pets at home? Do you have like, a significant other or just anything else that uh, we should know about? No, Elsa doesn't have... Uh, she doesn't live with anyone else. She doesn't have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, she used to have a pet, and then it died over time, but uh, she still keeps the tank around in case... Uh, something might crawl along and um, I think she used to own a turtle and then it died <laughs> alright so you go to sleep you wake up uh, with a with an, I, I mean I'm, I'm getting the sense that Elsa's fairly responsible so you would get up with enough time to get on back on the train considering that it's operating on Sunday hours and get to the university when you said you would be there Mm-hmm. Okay. So you go there, uh, you know, we speed through your morning routine. You 
hop on the the train you get to the university and you're there and gregory is there and there's the you know the the lobby area and one of the side rooms where all the children's books are is decorated up in like kind of you know i guess in america it would be more like halloweenish type stuff but you know germany like there's little <laughs> cardboard witches there's uh pictures of like uh uh bonfires and such because Valpurgis Noct is typically celebrated with lots of fire and drumming. That sounds like my kind of night. Um, yeah, she's going to walk into that side room and uh, knock on the door and be like, good morning, Gregory. What do you need help with? Okay. And so, you know, there's like a, there's an itinerary. I mean, there's, you know, there's like a little arts and crafts station where the kids can make their own like witches hats and masks and things like that in about an hour is the the story time hour and that's what you would be doing so it's just basically find a good book about Valpurgis Noct and something child appropriate and of course you know ham it up for the kids I have to put down a book that Gregory picked up because it is not child appropriate and I know he likes to scare the children so I'm like, we're not reading that again. Not like last year. But it will make them tough. No, nine. Absolutely not. All right. And Christina is there. She comes out from the back. It looks like she was kind of getting little uh, little snacks for the kids and everything ready. Like, you know, some some juice, some Ampelsoft or apple juice. Ampelsoft? <laughs> Ampelsoft, Yes. Uh, Elsa will try and grab a awful soft and because she's thirsty. Yeah, Christina looks at you and says, I'm surprised you can walk straight after last night. Oh, you know me, I have an iron tank. So I've been told. By yes. many people. Many, many people. Many people. Drunk so many people under the table. <laughs> I have drunk Gregory under the table. And I hear behind <laughs> me, lies! <laughs> you know, there's Christina and you probably have a very funny story about the one time you two went out to took the train to Munich for Oktoberfest. <gasps> I remember that night. <laughs> I don't really remember that night, but I remember it. <laughs> like the the local police remember it. Oh. Yeah, and Christina and Elsa both cringe because yes, uh there is one particular police officer that does remember them to this day and will come into the library or will see them on the street sometimes and wave at them and they know exactly who it is. So, and they, they just cringe every, they kind of, they wave to be respectful, but then they cringe. They're like, not this good man again. So. Well, I guess it was kind of weird that he, uh, you know, after all that, that mess that happened in Munich, he ended up getting transferred to Heidelberg. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> um, and Christina and I continue to talk about him, and I'm like, well, maybe you should go ask him out for Walper just knocked. And um, I am not going to date a cop. No, it's fun. Look, the uniform and everything, it's sexy. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't refer to his handcuffs. I mean, it's a more fun in the bedroom. I don't know. Gregory, who has been standing within earshot of you two, clears his throat very loudly. 
<laughs> yes, Gregory, were, were you listening again? I mean, you know, you don't have to. You could just leave. The the the, the children are starting to come in for the story time, uh, Elsa. Oh, I look around. <laughs> I'm going to look around. Is there any children? Well, there, there's a, a few kids and, and their parents milling in and, and stuff. And you, know, you, you didn't say anything too racy. And, and Germans tend to be a little bit more okay. liberated when it comes to sexual things. But still, there's a line. Okay. Well, she's just like, she's just going to wave her hat. She's like, well, no one really heard anything. Leave me alone. Um, and then she's going to start uh, lining up the, the masks and the witch's hats in the back of the classroom or the back of the room where the children can start painting and she's going to set up all the paintbrushes and stuff. Okay. And so while you're, you're doing that and Christina's helping you and we'll just speed things up a little, a little ways. So you get to the story time, you're reading a, an appropriate book for the children. How, how much do you ham it up? Like, do you do like different voices? Do you have props? Do you, do you, are you getting up and getting the kids involved? What are you doing? Um, is Gregory reading or is, or is Elsa reading or Christina? Elsa is reading. Gregory and Christina are doing other things. Uh, Elsa's going to, uh, she's not trying to scare the children, but she's very passionate about reading uh, to other people. And she doesn't get to do this often. So she's like trying to uh, bring them into the story and, Tell them the the history of Walpurgis Knox, and she doesn't know if she's doing a good job. Well, I think your enthusiasm gets the kids enthusiastic, and it just kind of draws them in. And you know, they, they, it's fairly interesting. I mean, they like the, the the fire and the the stuff going on, and and she gets like a she gets like a flashlight, and then she she puts it behind like like a like a paper flame, and then she just woo, and then she tries to make a little show out of it and the, the children appreciate it they they clap when you uh, are done and i take a very dramatic bow and so as more time passes and and you're helping clean up because you're you know you can pretty much go uh christina you're you and christina are you know cleaning up some things some of the, some of the art supplies and christina looks over at you and says you know there is another celebration tonight uh, you know, the some of the students are going to be celebrating Valpurgis knocked over at the Thingstrata. Elsa knows what the Thingstrata is. What is it? <laughs> it's a giant uh, amphitheater that was built in the 30s by Nazis in a hope to, you know, bring in a revival of outdoor theater that's really thinly veiled propaganda, but it really didn't take off too well. So the amphitheater is still outside of Heidelberg uh, in the woods of the Odenwald. And students, the city really doesn't do much with a Thingstrata. They're actually kind of wondering, it's like, what the hell are we going to do with this monument to, you know, Nazidom? But the students, yeah, the students at the uh, university on Walpurgisnacht, and Christina is giving you the history of this. Like they go, they go out there like at night, and when the sun sets, they start fires. There's fire uh, flame eaters, fire jugglers. There's lots of people playing with fire. There's drumming. There's music. There's alcohol. There's lots of other stuff going on because you're 
out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Jesus Christ, Chad. <laughs> I'm going to fucking move there. It's a pretty bitchin' party. It's a bitchin' metal party. Uh, so, yeah, like, ev- like that's immediately uh, hitting Elsa. And she's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Like, I want to go. Yeah, me and Christina. Um, I'm like, let's go right now. And um, I'm going to try and clean up as much as possible and tell Gregory, we're going to the thing, Strata. Be back later. Well, well Christina, she kind of chuckles a bit and puts a, a, a hand on your arm and says, so that it doesn't start until sunset and it's just now noon. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Never mind. I. So, okay, so I guess you're pretty excited about it, but we can do some other things until it's time to go. We can take a bus, but we might have to walk a bit because the bus stop closest to it's quite a bit away. I mean, I love the woods. Um... Or we can wait until the procession from the university starts because the students typically tend to walk from the school all the way to the Thingstrata, and it is a hell of a walk. Um, else, uh, I want to be as um part of Walpurge is not as possible so i'm going to tell christine that i want to walk with the procession and if she's okay with that i was worried you would say that ah! <laughs> uh she's like yeah i'd love to do that somebody has to keep you out of trouble mm, trouble's my middle name <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you'll meet a nice man while you're walking to the Thingstrata to play with fire and drink in the woods. I'm supposed to be telling you that. I I can wait, okay? <laughs> She's like, no, it's been two days. We have to do this now. Or no, a day. It's been a day. And you've been alone for a day, and I cannot watch you suffer like this. Maybe I'll get a cat. That sounds better, too. A cat's just as selfish, but you can lock it outside. That is true, but please don't leave your cat outside. It's cold. All right, so uh, so you're like all amped and jazzed up for this stuff. I am jammed jammed and antsed up. (laughs) All right. Uh, Antsed up for this, and uh, Elsa, I can't contain my excitement, and I just keep telling Gregory about it. And I'm pretty sure Gregory already knows about uh, Thingstraza because he keeps rolling his eyes, but he keeps telling me to have a good time. And at the same, he's just like, I know about Thingstraza. And, but she can't contain her excitement. Yeah, so he's probably telling you to have a good time, but also, you know, be careful because... College students can get crazy. I am going to go up to my secret area uh, of the library and I'm going to pull out an extra pair of shoes and they're like Mary Jane's instead of like her her normal, like, uh, I didn't know. I don't know if they had wedge shoes back then, but she just wears them because it matches her dress. Um, But she's going to pull out the Mary Janes because they're easier to walk in. All right. And so 
you're all amped up and everything. And so you try your best. Well, Christina helps you try really hard to pass the time until it's time to walk. And eventually the, the procession starts and you join the crowd, you and Christina, and you are walking through Old Town. They're carrying torches. They're carrying like a lot of, uh, you know, I guess paraphernalia, like lighter fluid and and matches and lighters and stuff, and there and drums, and bongos, and, and and all that other good stuff. Some ice chests. I get, I'm assuming I'm already hearing like drums being played and people shouting and stuff like that because oh, they're yeah. also amped up. This is my fucking jam. Uh. Yeah, so I'm going to shout out. I'm be. I'm going to be like wooing and and shouting and uh, trying to uh, get Christina to forgive me for walking all this way. And <laughs> oh no no no! I I always appreciate walking for miles next to you while you scream like an American tourist. <laughs> Isn't it funny though to to point and laugh at them though when they're taking pictures of everything? I don't. Wait, they don't take pictures. <laughs> She's like, I promise when we get there, I will uh, tomorrow. And I'm trying to come up with excuses. It's like, I'll I'll pay for everything at the beer garden tomorrow. I promise. How about that? We'll see. It's a good, good, good way to celebrate your day off. So that's not even going to uh, make make you forgive me? Well, well, we haven't gotten there yet, so we'll have to see. Oh, <laughs> she's like, okay, well, whatever. And then she'll just keep walking. And so you, you eventually get to, after a lot of walking, you get to the Thingstrata. And by the time you get there, it's about dusk and it's getting darker and people are lighting the torches, lighting uh, barrels with fire because you're out in the middle of the woods. There's not much in the way of electricity out here. So you're going to need to see. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to be safe as possible, and I take Christina's hand, and I'm like following like the fires and whoever's lighting a fire to the the dome. Um, but yeah, and I I just keep walking, and we're talking and trying to find our way there. Okay. And so you get there and it's, you know, the big outdoor circular amphitheater with like the, the steps are made out of stone, the, where the audience typically sits, the stage is, is a stone uh, platform raised up. It's, you know, lots of very old granite that they hewn straight from the mountain and the festivities start. People start spitting fire out. They're juggling, they're swinging chains around with uh, you know little balls of fire on either end alcohol starts flowing people are dancing and and writhing together and there's just so many people here that is just a, a huge press of body and so you can you start to smell like the the fire and the fuel and the sweat and the bodies and it is wonderful it's amazing and i'm having a really good time and i'm going to Maybe look around and see if anyone is looking our way and see if they've like, if, if our presence has caught their attention. Okay. So as you're looking around, 
as you're looking around, you do see the uh, the sun is still. I mean, it's it's dusk, so you can see like just the barest little sliver of the sun, kind of sinking down below the trees. And for some reason, something is just telling you just to just to keep watching this and and burn it into your memory. For some reason, you get the feeling like this might be the last sunset you get to see in a long time. And so you you're looking around at the rest of the crowd and everything. You said that you're trying to see if you know, you're attracting the attention of of someone or multiple people. Or just someone who's just interested in looking at me and Christina. Well, you are a very stunning woman, so yeah, you probably are getting looked at. And I'm gonna see who I catch my attention first. Because this clearly this man clearly or woman is not for me at all. It's for my friend, Christina, who is lonely and heartbroken, and she wants to make her best friend feel better. Okay, so you you get the, the attention of some guy that you think would be good for Christina, and he starts to chat you up, and then you're like, oh, well, here's my friend. You know, my friend, she just broke up with her boyfriend. It's very sad. I don't have any clue about uh, time in between boyfriends, uh, even though I've never had one myself. And... Uh, so that's probably why, but I just want to make sure that Christina's happy. So I introduce them, and I just want to see how it goes. Okay, so you you introduce them to each other, and Christina, she's kind of like she she's, she's I told you, Elsa, stop butting in. But you know he's talking to her and everything, and she's look she does not look impressed. She's just actually kind of like when he's not looking, she's like, shoot you a glare. And he's uh, I give her a thumbs up. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, come on. I know where, uh, you know, we can get uh, you know some beer. There's an ice chest over here. And she's like, well, at least I'm getting free beer out of this. And so she gives you one last glare before walking off into the crowd with him. That's my Christina. Bye. Yeah. So now I'm alone and um, I'm just going to uh, walk towards the amphitheater and sit down and watch the drumming or the whatever show is people are putting on. Yeah, basically, it's there's nothing really coordinated. It's just let's play with fire and hit drums and dance and and all that good stuff. So, are you just watching this whole thing going on, or are you getting up and dancing? Are you joining in on any of the drumming? Are you going to play with fire? I would be going over the to the drumming and trying to drum with other people. Um, because I know I can just grab a drum and people will immediately like, let me join in and, uh, let me take a gander at it or let me take a chance at it and, um, just start drumming with them. And we're all shouting and hollering and, uh, getting people hyped up. And Elsa is now drinking beer while she is drumming. All right. And so you are having a very fun time uh, drumming and drinking for a few hours and, you know, just people are cheering for you. I mean, you're 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 getting involved. You are having a good time, but you need a break after a while. So you I guess you get up, you go over to like where, you know, some of the seats are uh, grabbing a a. Used to be very cold beer, but it's starting to warm up because it's been a while. Ugh. You sit, 
you start drinking some and while you're sitting there maybe fanning yourself a little bit just because like there's an oppressive amount of bodies here and they're all playing with fire so it's going to be pretty damn hot uh, while you're doing that and trying to you know relax and cool off uh, you hear you hear somebody sits down behind you and he looks over at you and he says good knocked means good night how are you Oh, good night. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, and I'm constantly fanning myself. It's like, I. Yeah, you turn around and you see it's a man. He looks youngish, maybe, maybe of an in- indeterminate age. Like, he could be a student. He could be like an older student. Not entirely sure, but like that youthful kind of appearance. He is decked out in not necessarily like punkish garb, but more of the, you know, the 1989 beautiful dilettante style where he's got like the side of his head is shaved and he has like a band shirt on and, you know. What band you know, is it? The buttocks. <laughs> I pointed his shirt and laugh. Hey, they're a good band. Don't laugh. No, it's just the name. It's really funny. Yeah, well, that's 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 kind of like the whole thing. It's like the counterculture rebelling against, you know, the German establishment and, you know. Um, I'm going to just look at him, look over, look him over and then look at him in his eyes. And be like, are you a student? Are you a student or are you are you just here from another town or? He moves down, so he's like on the same kind of like stone bench as you, and sits down. And he looks over at you, and he says, "You, you work at the library, don't you?" Yeah. How How do you know? I've I've seen you here and there. Oh, really? How come I've never seen you? And I kind of just, I just kind of point drunkenly. How come I've never seen you? I don't know. You see me now. I do. And I just kind of laugh more than necessary. Um, you know, I do want to say, though, that that hairstyle that you got, very bold. Not many German women are into the whole short hair thing. Uh, you know, I try not to follow the crowd much. It's a very good look. Well, of course not. Nobody wants to be a sheep to the slaughter. That is true. Uh, I assume that you are going straight for the slaughter, as I can see, and I motion towards his whole getup. And I'm joking, of course. So. Not, no. I think you'd be mistaken. He, kinda, he laughs a little bit, too, at that. Uh, I was like, oh, well, okay. My joke did not succeed. Well, you are drunk. I am very drunk, and I think all of my jokes are funny. <laughs> um, I asked, I was like, uh, how many times have you come to the university to check out books? Well, I mean, I you know, I go when I can. He looks at you says, I don't really check out books. I, I still like to do a lot of reading and everything, you know, mostly uh, information, you know, communi- you know, communist revolution, kind of interested in that, uh, you know, politics mostly. 
Well, I mean, if you stop and think about it, some of the philosophy is a little, you know, I mean, of course, obviously what we're seeing with the Soviet Union, not so great. But I mean, what's so wrong with, you know, everybody having an equal chance at life, right? Well, what's wrong with wanting to to have like just the the common everyday people have access to the same stuff that the the rich and the powerful hoard for themselves i'm going to put my hands up and be like oh whoa whoa but we're at walpurgis knocked all right i'm just like just trying to like calm him down and be like i totally agree with you even though i don't know what i'm agreeing with and um i'm just trying to get him to stop talking about communism (laughs) and i'm like let's just have a good time do you want a beer you know what you're right i'm sorry i get i get a little passionate you know about this kind of stuff i'm very passionate too and um i try and stand um to get him a beer (laughs) and you don't succeed at standing I, uh, my legs don't exist, so I kind of just, like, kind of fall back and hit my ass on the stone, uh, bench, and I'm being like, how? Well, you, you fall, you start falling, and before you uh, hit your ass, it's like suddenly he's, he's holding, holding you up, and this guy... He's a lot stronger than he looks because you're at you're at an awkward angle and he just catches you and then puts you back on your feet and he's like, "You doing all right there?" I'm gonna co- I'm gonna look at him closer and see what kind of body type he is. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't look like he's like, overwhelmingly muscular, but you know, he is wearing a few layers of clothing, so he could be pretty toned under all that clothing. And for some reason, as you're looking at him, it's just, there's something about him. It's pretty interesting. I mean, you're, you're not quite sure what. You're not from Heidelberg, are you? <laughs> and I'm just, like, chuckling. Oh, um, not originally, no. Interesting. And then Elsa will remember that. Um, <laughs> so uh, she hangs on to him, but she's like, I want to go get you a beer. And... Um, she points at the at the cooler of melted ice and beers. All right, so he's uh, so you're pointing one way, and he's like, "Well, hold on, whoa, you're you're kind of unsteady." Let's he uh, you put he has he grabs your wrist and, and puts your arm over the back of his neck as he's kind of like leading you over somewhere. It's like, let's get you. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think you've had enough. Would I notice at my jargon state what he feels like? Like if now I'm like my more of my skin is touching him, like the like it feels nice and warm, actually. Right on. Uh, and I start, I start lo- like when he's saying that, I start looking around for Christina. I was just about to to point her out to you, actually. So as you are, you know, he's kind of. Um, like you're not going towards that ice chest because there's like a lot of people there. He's taking you more over to the sparser areas where the trees are just to kind of like prop you up on something so you can sober up a little bit better. And as you are moving in that direction, you see like up, up a few flights in the amphitheater. You see there's Christina and that guy you introduced her to that she really did not seem 
pleased at all with meeting. She's sitting on his lap, and they're making out pretty hot and heavy. Oh, fuck yeah. And I give out, like, the loudest shout ever. I was like, yes! Christina, yes! And I'm just fucking drunk, and I'm like, woo! And (laughs) as the guy... I think she would flip you off without breaking the kiss. Yeah, she does flip me off without even looking, and she's still making out with him because she can clearly hear me. Um, But Elsa's super happy that her best friend is now making out with someone. And um, Elsa, I mean, I'm kind of concerned of where this guy's going, but she doesn't... I don't care because it's very hot, and I want to get away from the flames as much as possible. And I don't have water on me. <laughs> so he takes you a little bit, like I said, further out away from the central area of the amphitheater, away from all the flames and everything. It is a lot cooler because you're getting more into the night air and there's less fire around. And, you know, he kind of puts you up against a tree and everything. He's like, you're, you're looking a little overheated. You're going to be okay? You're going you're gonna to stay conscious for me? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um... I start fanning myself. I just wish I had some water or something. And he looks he looks at you and he he gets a little bit closer and he says, "You know, I I have something better than water." And I mean, actually without uh no um hesitating, he just he goes in for a kiss. Oh. Are you are you like saying no? Are you resisting him? What what are you doing? Or how would Elsa react to this? Elsa's confused and it's not a bad feeling but at the same time it's like she's she's kind of annoyed but she's not stopping it but she's not like she's not resisting it at the same time and she just kind of shrugs and she's like whatever and then I guess they start making out Man, that sounds weird. So you're like begrudgingly let him kiss you. She's strong. She doesn't like her thought process is not clear right now. So she's just like her drunk self is like, let's make out. And there's like whatever's left is like, uh, don't do that. <laughs> but it's just kind of colliding together. So and so this this is going on and you're you're still in that state of like intoxicated confusion and you're you must have been like you must have zoned out or something because you don't really you didn't really uh, notice like he's just started like kissing you on, on the neck and your shoulders and just suddenly you're just overcome with this this just feeling of intense relaxation um it just it, it just starts feeling really good like he's he don't know what he's doing but he starts kissing your neck and it feels really nice fuck yeah <laughs> I'm just picturing you like grabbing the back of his head and going, "Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah!" Um, Shiny Kiwi on the other hand is like, "No, um, <laughs> uh, yeah." She's like, Elsa was like ha- starting to have like her hands on his chest, maybe to like, like just to have that barrier. But as soon as he started doing that, she was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Um, so. And when you, when you, like, you put your hands on him and, and everything, like, 
you know, you're kind of like expecting like the, the flesh to kind of like move or give or give or something. He's, he's solid. I mean, it's just unyielding. Wah. And so it's like, oh, you're, oh yeah, you're really getting into this. And then so you start feeling like really lightheaded. Oh, shit. And it, it could just be the alcohol, but you're just, it's, you know, you're getting tired, you're lightheaded, maybe feeling like a little nauseated. And he's, he's not letting go of you. And actually your, your knees give out a little bit. And instead of falling, like he is holding you up and he's like pretty much holding like your entire weight. I mean, I don't know how drunk I am because I don't think I noticed that I fell in the first place. I think Elsa at this time would like, kind of like try to start pushing him off. Maybe. Yeah. It's not happening. I mean, he's way too strong. I mean, this, he is freakishly strong actually. Now that you think about it. Oh my God. I don't know what to do. You're being held. uh, Maybe even when you realize it's like, this isn't entirely normal. You start to push a little bit more and there's, I mean, he's not letting go. You, you cannot push this man away from you. And you start feeling more and more lightheaded. And then what happens is he pulls back and you see his face and it's his mouth. It's just covered in blood. And it takes you a second before you realize that's your blood. Um, Elsa would try and scream immediately. And as soon as you open your mouth, uh, he's, uh, you're not sure what it is because you're, you're wild-eyed and looking around, but something gets shoved in your mouth and something warm and salty and delicious shoots, like just splashes in the back of your throat and you close your eyes and everything starts, the world starts to tilt and you black out and you have this sensation that you're you're laying down, you're at peace, you're calm, your limbs are feeling light. And then all of a sudden it feels like every vein in your body ignites into flame. And there's this white hot pain that starts in your, the pit of your stomach and stretches throughout the entirety of your body. And you, the, you hear the drums from the the party in Valpurgis knocked and all of a sudden you hear screaming. You're not sure if the screaming is the party, your own screaming. You're not sure what is going on, but your body is completely racked in pain and then you pass out. And after an indeterminate amount of time passes, your eyes open and you are laying on the ground in the Odenwald, like a few meters away from the Thingstrata, and it is eerily quiet. Am I just now waking up? You're just now waking up, and uh, Shiny, what I want you to do right now is I want you to roll 1d10 and divide the result by 2. 5. Okay, so you, you wake up, and you... You feel this not so much like it's it's not a, a hugely intense sensation, but you do f- have this feeling of you you feel like empty, maybe even a little hungry, and just like like you're you're itching for something and you're not quite sure what. I'm I look around. Uh, what 
you you look around and there's it's quiet i mean there's a couple of uh barrel fires burning but there's nobody there and it's still dark so things are burning but nobody is around yeah like the the forest is not burning but the there's controlled fires or there's there, there's a couple of like torches or something that landed on the stone and they're burning out i'm going to rub my head and wonder what the fuck happened last night. Uh, you you stand up and you start to stumble towards the Thingsrata. And what you notice, you know, other than like the fires and stuff there and everything, you, there's, you see people lying down on the ground. Not a whole lot, but you almost trip over one person. Oh, God. Uh, I look down. It's, you don't know who this person is, but they're not moving. I'm going to stare at them. For a long time and see if they're breathing. Uh, they're not. Actually, as you look around, like on the stones and everything, you start seeing like these these pools of, of red liquid, and it takes you a minute before you realize that this is blood. Elsa start just starts screaming. The Infane Podcast is a proud member of the Nerdsmith Network. Visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs.